0: 2022 in the gregorian calendar and the first of Tammuz 5782 in the hebrew calendar stay with us until the end of the show as we have an exclusive interview with pfizer's ceo albert borla who won israel's genesis prize now let's get to the news This just in Israel's Knesset or Parliament in English has officially disbanded with alternate prime minister and Israel's foreign minister, Yair Lapid, becoming the new interim prime minister at midnight tonight. So that's Thursday going into Friday. Lapid will continue his role as foreign affairs minister as well. Just like Jewish funerals, the handover of power ceremony was pulled together quickly, just hours after the Knesset officially dissolved. The two men said nice things to one another, and Bennett gave Lapid a blessing that typically a father gives to his children. The Knesset voted itself to disband Thursday morning, just 14 months after this diverse political group came together to govern Israel. The parliament voted 92-0 to disband itself. Israel will have a fifth election since 2019. That's right, five elections just in the last few years. And it's set to happen on November 1st, 2022. Outgoing Prime Minister Naftali Bennett announces he will not be running in the upcoming election and, moreover, is going to be stepping away from political life in general after the election is over on November 1st. Bennett plans to remain as alternate Prime Minister once the Knesset disperses and Foreign Minister Yair Lapid takes on the role of Prime Minister until the next vote, which will be held in the end of October or early November. Bennett says he'll hand over the Yamina Party leadership to his political partner Ayelet Shah. Head. The right wing Yamina party has been looking dismal in opinion polls for the upcoming election, possibly leading to Bennett's decision to leave the political sphere. Many political leaders, however, have taken to social media to praise Bennett for his work and wish him luck in his next chapter. Getting now to a story I did not cover yesterday Yehuda Meshi Zahav is dead at the age of 62. Meshi Zahav tried to commit suicide last April 2021, but failed after allegations came out that he had been a rapist. He's been unconscious and in the hospital ever since. Meshi Zahav is the founder of Zaka, one of the best-known medical search and rescue groups in Israel. The man was a character in Jerusalem's Orthodox and anti-Zionist community, as the Jerusalem Post says, While the organization saved lives around the world, he was known for a number of allegations of rape, sexual assault, and pedophilia. The organization grew from what he saw as a need for search and rescue operations that would have religious Jews as employees so that they could use their values and honor the dead appropriately following terror attacks and accidents according to Jewish law. The dead is supposed to be buried with as many of their body parts as possible. Meshi Zahav has been in the hospital ever since his suicide attempt, and his wife has been visiting, but few others continued to visit him as more allegations rolled out. He died Wednesday morning after more than a year in a coma. And now for a brief announcement before we get to some fun stories. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. The financial support we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and it helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. I'm very excited about a new subscriber to the podcast named Jan Chapelski. I don't know who you are, but I would love to speak with you, Jan. Please email me and I want to get your address so that I can send you your handwritten note, your handwritten thank you note, my email address is shannafold at gmail.com. My name has two N's in it. Don't forget that. And I'll grab your mailing address. Thank you for your monthly support. And I hope that this show is working for you. And thank you to all of the listeners for your interest in Israeli affairs. Israeli politics are world politics. We have one link in the show notes, which you can click on. And that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at IsraelDaily.news. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Number two, you can share the show with a friend. And number three, you can follow us on Facebook at IsraelDaily.news. As well as Shanna Fold. My name has two ends in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. Good news for ice cream lovers in Israel. Ben & Jerry's cancels its plans to stop sales across the country. Last summer, it was a big news story. Ben & Jerry's announced it would no longer sell its products to Israelis in the West Bank. Local laws in Israel prohibit location-based discrimination. So the ice cream company's boycott was in turn against the entire country. After the announcement Jewish and pro-Israel groups denounced that decision, recently the Ben & Jerry's parent company, Unilever, struck a deal with company leadership, which allows the Ben & Jerry's board to determine its social mission, while Unilever remains responsible for the financial and operational choices. Enjoy your ice cream wherever you are in Israel and in the West Bank. Sheba Medical Center and the Mayo Clinic, which is an American healthcare company, signed an agreement for the future of technology in the medical industry. The collaboration took place at the 6th Annual Mayo-Sheba Cardiovascular Symposium at Sheba's ARC Innovation Center, and that happened between the 26th and the 28th of June. They say the collaboration will help distribute health tech across the markets of both the United States and Israel. The agreement focuses on cross-referral systems and early-stage health tech, artificial intelligence companies. Israel's competition authority announced the cancellation of the exclusive streaming deal between Bezek Israel Telecom satellite TV unit called Yes and Disney+. Plus. The two organizations originally first came together earlier this month after Disney Israel launched Disney Plus streaming service and joined forces with Yes to avoid making deals with the Israeli cable company Hot. Or internet based TV operators. The good news is Israeli viewers can still watch and subscribe to Disney Plus, but they will have to do it by downloading the app. However, competing Israeli streaming companies looking to work with Disney must now enter protracted agreements, which means for the next year, Disney Plus will most likely remain unavailable to competitors of Yes. Wow, what an evening I had with my intern Eliana Neal. Pfizer CEO Dr. Albert Burla received Israel's Genesis Prize last night in a spectacular Jerusalem theater ceremony that we at the Israel Daily News podcast were invited to attend and cover. The Genesis Prize, often referred to as the Jewish Nobel, is a $1 million award that honors one Jewish individual each year who makes significant contributions to the world and embodies Jewish values. This year, Dr. Burla was recognized recognized for his leadership in developing the first COVID vaccine, saving millions of lives. However, the night began with a demonstration outside that our crew heard as we approached the venue. Protesters lined the adjacent streets expressing their disgust with Borla. They called him a Nazi and held anti-vaccine signs and pictures of Borla with an elongated nose, calling him a liar and accusing him of infecting the world instead of healing it. The glamorous evening was hosted by an actress from the hit TV series Suits named Sarah Rafferty and continued with performances by Greek-Israeli musician Yehuda Pollaker, who comes from the same place actually as Dr. Borla, international singer Shiri Maimon, and the Hebrew Israelites of Demona Gospel Choir. The audience clapped along. An opening tribute to the people of Ukraine brought the crowd to tears with a moving photo montage of Russia's invasion with highlight videos of Israeli and Jewish organizations providing humanitarian aid to Ukrainian soldiers and refugees. There was also an excellent video highlighting how and why Jews came to be so prominent in the medical field, along with highlights of several Jewish doctors who changed the world forever. Israeli President Isaac Herzog spoke and credited Dr. Borla with saving more than 20 million lives. Former Israeli ambassador to the United States Ron Dermer praised Borla for remaining close to his Jewish heritage and being a proud Jewish person throughout his life, despite how popular and public his life became. Dermer commented that oftentimes the more famous a Jewish person gets, the more he or she might shrink. In their Judaism. Dermer said Borla graciously sent a video of himself lighting the Hanukkah menorah with pride and even the blessings for a showing at the embassy at the time. Dermer spoke very beautifully. The last part of the night was the award-giving ceremony itself. Borla stepped on stage to receive the prize from President Herzog and founder and chairman of the Genesis Prize Foundation, Stan Polovitz. It was a shiny silver trophy. Borla says, this is not my award. It belongs to all Pfizer colleagues who worked tirelessly in the middle of a global pandemic to make the impossible possible. This has been one of the most inspirational and moving weeks of my life. It began with a visit here in Israel with Pfizer's talented and purpose-driven Israeli colleagues in Tel Aviv. Guests say the production quality was up from the last ceremony in 2019, which I attended, by the way, as a a reporter, when CEO of the New England Patriots football team, Robert Kraft, received the prize. We spoke with attendees to ask them about their takeaways from this evening. Elon Carr, an American attorney and special envoy for monitoring and combating anti semitism under former president Donald Trump, was in attendance. And here's what he had to say about the award night. So uh, this is an amazing recognition of Jewish achievement in multiple disciplines and multiple fields, and when you look at the remarkable honor roll of laureates, it's really it's really amazing. And tonight couldn't couldn't have been more moving, couldn't be better, when you recognize someone like Dr. Burla, who has changed the world and given us this great gift after after really a tough a tough time of isolation. It's amazing. We also spoke with philanthropy consultant Dana Goldstein, who was a guest as well. And I thought that how interesting it is that, um, that something that mother said to her child at a very, very young age um, influenced him his whole life and brought him to never give up, to really um, not accept such a thing as limits and pressure and non-believers but if he believes in something to dedicate himself wholeheartedly and not only himself but also his team and the people around him and to lead it to success. We caught up with event organizer and senior advisor to the chairman of the Genesis Prize, Jill Smith, who said she was personally moved by this year's event. Well, certainly COVID impacted the entire world and somebody who really was responsible for bringing to market something that saved us all. it No one is immune from the emotion of knowing how our lives were so different and how he really saved us all. So. Everyone, I think, was really emotional. I saw tears everywhere. I'm even weeping. In previous years, people like Steven Spielberg and Michael Bloomberg, former mayor of New York City, received the $1 million Genesis Prize. What sets this prize apart from others is that all laureates have chosen to donate the $1 million to a charity of their choice. As a result, the Genesis Prize has turned the annual $1 million award into philanthropic initiatives totaling $45 million. Dr. Borla says this year he's going to use the $1 million prize money to commemorate Greek-Jewish communities who were wiped out during the Holocaust by building a Holocaust museum of Greece in Thessaloniki. Borla was born in Thessaloniki to parents that both narrowly escaped the Nazi occupation and were among the 2,000 survivors out of the community that used to be 55,000 Jewish strong before World War II. The story goes that his mother was lined up along with other Jews in the ghetto and was about to be shot when she was rescued off the line by a Nazi soldier who had been bribed. Everyone else was shot dead. We were able to catch up with Borla after the event where he graciously shook hands with those who waited to catch him. He gave an exclusive interview to the Israel Daily News podcast where he offered some words of advice to those forging their own paths. Take a listen to what he had to say. I think that everybody should try the best for their projects, that uh, they should not be disappointed by failures. Uh, Failures are an opportunity to learn and perseverance is an opportunity to win what has the genesis prize given you an enormous incredible honor it's getting an award and recognition from your people means a lot to you throughout the event one message from judaism was repeated whoever saves one life saves the entire world well dr albert borla saved millions of lives and infinite worlds throughout this pandemic thank you to him for his work it was an honor to cover the event last night all right well that is it for today's show today is thursday june 30th 2022 tel aviv has a low of 23 degrees celsius and a high of 30 degrees that's 73 degrees fahrenheit for the low going up to 86 degrees for the high subscribe to the israel daily news podcast on spotify or apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from we are are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel weekly news wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes. So you can get the inside scoop on what's happening in my personal life. And I always mention our professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast. You can sign up for that on our website at israeldaily.news. You may have noticed that I'm putting out a couple of different editions of the show, and I'll talk about that in the newsletter. Thank you to Michelle Milner for her social media work on our Instagram page, israeldaily.news, and our interns, Samantha Barron, Carly Breckner, and Eliana Neal for writing some of today's stories. I'll send you off with a little taste of last night's stellar performance by Yehuda Poliker. I recorded this little bit live. I don't have the entire song but here's just a taste. It's about foreigners packing their bags and moving to a new place. Have a great and productive day and an excellent weekend. Shabbat Shalom everyone.